<laughs> hey, babe. What up, what up, what up? And welcome to the Petty Herbalist Podcast. It's your girl, Karina, sitting here in my living room drinking peppermint and chamomile tea. I am on the territories of the Tongva people, a.k.a. Los Angeles, California. Yes, what's up, sweet sis? This is your girl, Asia, um, on the unceded territories of the Cheyenne, the Ute, and the Arapaho peoples. Um who were amazing equestrians. I'm learning. Very cool. Uh, (laughs) And uh, yeah, also known as Aurora, Colorado. Uh, Sitting here with uh, my sweet baby Jasper. (laughs) (laughs) Watching me like a hawk. Um, (laughs) As always. As always. Um, And I'm really glad to be here with y'all today. Oh, glad to be here with y'all also and as well. And speaking of things I'm happy about, uh, happy about having medicine in our bags. And so I'm wondering, Asia, what's in your medicine bag today? Ooh, what's in my medicine bag? Um, Right now, uh, Jun is in my medicine bag. Ooh. I talk about Jun every so often. It's uh, a... <laughs> beautiful fermented green tea and honey drink that Mm -hmm. I've been making for years and years and years. I have such a deep relationship to this little, this culture that I cultivate, but um, that Jun, it's feeling like such a perfect sort of tonic for the spring season. I add royal jelly and bee pollen to my john mm. and that's like the basis and i've been um experimenting with plants that are rich in a class of compounds called iridoids mm. um because i'm really interested in understanding ages which is advanced glycation in products and the foods and cultural ways and pre- the methods of preparation that we can use to decrease the inflammatory compounds in our food. So I'm on this anti-inflammatory kick Mm. right now. And and so I've been brewing um, different, different berries into the gen and like experimenting with like how best to extract maybe the anthocyanidins or Mm. um, just the different compounds. So I'm, I'm deep in my, in my research where I like to be. Um, and it's just giving me life. So my medicine bag is, uh, uh, super deep research, but also, um, Oh, happy Ramadan. Um, yes, people of the book, people of the faith. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about sort of my own orientation towards, uh, purges and cleanses and fasts while simultaneously celebrating and uplifting the people for whom that is their culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such a beautiful and complex way to be with the wholeness of all of my siblings and beloved, right? So simultaneously, like standing in my frequency, 
and understanding why that's not for me mm-hmm. without making people wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's also in my medicine bag is like <sighs> the complexity of self and other. Mm-hmm. I feel that <clears throat> I was just thinking about um, speaking of your story uh, a very delicate situation that I had with a friend mm. in which one friend told me about something that happened about that or something that they found out about this friend. And I was concerned about the friend, so I brought the concern to them and they said, I understand how that can be perceived, but that's actually not the case. And this, these are the reasoning, blah, 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 blah. And I decided that I believe both of them. That because I love both of them equally and they both. I I can't believe that one person is not telling me the truth. And so I decided to believe both of them. Yes. And I feel like I'm becoming a more complex being by being able to hold two truths Uh. And deciding not to make either of them wrong. Because I Uh. could. I could say, well, this one's story seems more compelling. Like, "Mm, is this person more um, inclined to lie to me? Like, I could do that. Right. Or I could just say, I think they're both true. Yeah. And that's all right. And then I can move on and be unattached and still live life. Mm. And so, yeah, I really appreciate you doing that with something even more complex than just, you know, something found out about a friend like this being such a an important part of you, uh-huh. like this being part of your truth is that, you know, this heroic way of doing life is not for you, but also you deeply support your friends and want to celebrate what they're taking on in their culture. So. I think that's beautiful. I love to see it. And I love to see your development in that way. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So what What else? What else is in your medicine bag, sis? Because that was, I love, <laughs> I love the way that we're doing this thing more and more. And it, and it gets us in trouble. Yeah, of course it does. You know, we're supposed to be binary and choose a side based off of someone else's you know, cartography of truth. Um, but it's, it's worthy. Like I like, I like standing in, in the totality, but yeah, what else is, what else is in your medicine bag, Karina? Well, speaking of standing in totality, (laughs) (laughs) I went to acupuncture yesterday Yes, and I got needles stuck in me. (laughs) <laughs> and um yeah it's one of my favorite like medicine practices is um being touched being seen by the practitioner and them asking questions it's just so different than you know allopathic medicine that I'm used to mm-hmm. because they actually touch you they look at you they ask you questions that are like obviously relevant I'm like how'd you know Mm. and they could just tell by looking at your tongue right and they cared like my practitioner was like hey like I haven't seen you since whenever and I was like oh you remember me (laughs) (laughs) 
because there are multiple um, acupuncture practitioners um, at the clinic that I go to. And so it was just, it was a great experience. And um, yeah, I told her that my knees had been hurting. And so she asked if she can rub it with this like CBD, like menthol kind of rub. And it was so sweet to get my knees rubbed out like that. Like, I almost wanted to cry because it reminds me of growing up and listen, <clears throat> the way that we had the Vicks vapor rub in the home, like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, like when you were sick, you got your chest rubbed down with mm. Vicks. Mm -hmm. And so it brought me back to that and uh, it made me feel loved on in a mm. very particular way. So, um, yeah, I would say that being at acupuncture and feeling loved and also the sleep that I get after those needles are put in is a sleep unlike any other. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, the needles are supposed to, you know, get the nervous system going and um, promote self-healing. And I don't know, it puts me to bed. Like it, it makes me feel just so relaxed and restful and maybe that's what my body needs to stimulate self-healing so right. yeah all I know is it feels good um the prices went up so I'm not going every month like I used to but I'm gonna be doing my quarterly check-ins mm -hmm. with my practitioner and um that's that's my health care yes so <clears throat> that was my medicine bag Thank Hope you, Marina. Yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, there's some historical relevance to your sharing. Um, Marco, my acupuncturist, um, was telling me some of the history of how acupuncture took off in the United States, and it was the Black Panthers organizing acupuncture <sighs> clinics for Black people because acupuncture has the power to be the most accessible medicine, Yeah, right? Because you can heal with just a set of needles instead of expensive pharmaceuticals right. um and so the people who first uplifted asian chinese uh practitioner and also you have to remember um that after mao took over um a lot of uh deep deep spiritual uh chinese practitioners fled to mm -hmm. korea to japan but to san francisco Mm -hmm. right they fled to california and so it's it's interesting that the deepest chinese medicine can actually be found in california mm -hmm. and so it does not surprise me that you get to re like you get to face right like this like historical precedence of like mm -hmm. chinese bodies supporting the healing of black bodies and mm -hmm. black bodies supporting the integration of chinese bodies and chinese principles and practices um and yeah you know thinking about the rising healthcare costs and yeah you know while we like we don't be at we don't be up at the hospital we don't mm -hmm. be up there like that's not where we be at but we do see practitioners yeah. we do be in the clinic like right with our medicine and that's as legitimate right, right. like we're, we're we still have eyes on our health mm -hmm. um and those relationships are really healing so I just want to like emphasize like how cool it is that like both you and I regularly um that we have doctors looking over us they're just not medical doctors right. 
right? It's true. Um, yeah, I just need to convince the tax people. Yeah. No, literally. there's a, it's a whole thing about like <laughs> labor organizing. Like in Australia, Chinese medicine is you can use your insurance to get Chinese medicine because the Chinese, A, the labor relations and Australia are stronger and Chinese people were able, and practitioners were able to to really lobby. But the AMA has intentionally shut down sort of Chinese medicine and Chinese practice from being able to be um, reimbursable for insurance. And that makes us pay out of pocket. And it's, it's, yeah. it's the costs it, are steep. They are. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of a little bit of that. <laughs> But you know what? What's up? We're we're staying in Chinese medicine. Yeah. Just a little bit. We are. With what we're talking about today. Because, you know, we're staying in the temper roots, but uh, we're moving on to a new route. (laughs) Which route are we working with, Asia? Burdock. Burdock. (laughs) Yes. Burdock. An amazing root. Some of y'all might know it as gobo root. That's right. Some of y'all might have seen it in the Asian grocery store. That's right. (laughs) Some of y'all, like me, (laughs) have had it in a nourishing herbal infusion. That's right. And uh, some of y'all have other stories. But uh, Asia, what's your story about burdock root? (laughs) Well, y'all... I love burdock root. I love everything about it. I love the taste. Mm, it's like sweet and like <laughs> pungent and rich. It's like burdock is is one of the tinctures that I, I like. It, it's just so good. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, burdock is out of the roots we're going to talk about in this, the hardest to harvest. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yikes. Like it has this deep like white tap root um it's dark on the outside but the inner flesh is like white um mm-hmm. and you know one of the reasons why it's called burdock mm-hmm. is because um its seed pods are like sharp it's like this ball of like sharp points mm-hmm. and it was the kind of inspiration for velcro actually um yeah, I saw that yeah and so like I just remember um, just way early in my herbal days, like trying to work with burdock, like trying to like harvest like those seed pods so that I can get burdock seeds, um, Mm -hmm. which are supposed to support like hair growth and all of these things. But it's so hard to like winnow these seeds and like Mm -hmm. get past all the spikes and you're itchy and terrible (laughs) for like weeks afterwards. It's like, yikes, burdock like is, is real tough right like burdock is to burdock is one of the herbs that i he him burdock like brother burdock i call him (laughs) brother burdock truly uh because burdock don't like to budge um and so yeah some of my i i burdock is the plant that was my longest sort of apprenticeship before they revealed their nature to me Mm. right like burdock was like oh that's cute (laughs) (laughs) like you gonna sit with me sis like Mm. burdock was not was not giving it up um (laughs) lol 
LOL. (laughs) (laughs) I had to work with Burdock for a long, 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 long time to get sort of the medicine of Burdock. What about you, sis? What's, What's your relationship to Burdock? Well, you know, I must say that I'm not too familiar with Burdock. My first experience with Burdock was actually in a class that I took with an herbalist who taught nourishing herbal infusions. And it was really cool. She literally provided all of us with the herbs and the and a jar. And um, so I was like, I already do this, but it's fine. But the um, herb that I had not worked with before was burdock. And so, yeah, I got to make an herb, a nourishing herbal infusion with burdock. And yeah, that the flavor that you mentioned um, of the roots is interesting because you said it was sweet, but also pungent. And I would say, yeah, relatable, very relatable. Um it yeah it's probably one of my favorite tasting infusions I'd say but I haven't seen it around um I as I was reading a little more about it I was like I want to call for burdock because I haven't seen burdock the burrs that you mentioned I was like I haven't I've like it reminds me it's it it kind of looks like a thistle and I was like I've seen thistle out here but I haven't seen burdock so yeah my homework is calling brother burdock in my life and seeing if I can work with him if he will allow me to sit with him and go deep because yeah I want to know more of the the tonifying qualities of my brother yes and and let's talk about that like let's let's get into it I'm really excited to share um because I love Burdock so much. Yay! I do. I do because I'm a beauty witch and I like care about the things. Okay. And you are beautiful. (laughs) And you have perfect skin. Thanks. Because Burdock, right? Like, because Burdock. And and honestly, like Burdock helped me understand what was happening with my skin. So Mm. we talked about sort of the liver right? Mm -hmm. In Chinese medicine and its relationship to dandelion, Mm -hmm. right? So if the liver is the one that helps us to make decisions, the gallbladder, which is the paired organ in Chinese medicine, uh, helps to execute Mm. those decisions. So Mm -hmm. the liver would, might be considered the yin organ and the gallbladder might be considered the yang, um, which, uh, and but they work together synergistically to mm-hmm. sort of execute the will, um, execute sort of the plan that the the, the kidney gives us. That mm-hmm. uh, it, it's there's a lot of really uh, great sort of thinking on how these organ systems like work. One of my favorite thinkers is Lonnie S. Jarrett. He's one of my favorite favorite thinkers in Chinese medicine. Um, mm. But thinking about sort of the gallbladder, um, we don't really often think about the gallbladder. We know that it's uh, physiologically, and remember in Chinese medicine, the organs are systems and not mm-hmm. just the physiological organ. Right. Um, but the gallbladder, we know that it helps to store and, pr- and, and, store and produce bile, mm-hmm. um, which helps us to emulsify fats, mm-hmm. right? Um, and 
that uh, understanding sort of fat digestion is actually different than carbohydrate and protein digestion. And that fat digestion is also sort of governed by the lymphatic system. Mm. right like fat like the way that our bodies work with fat is it's different and it's it's fascinating Mm -hmm. um and so burdock has been used historically as a lymphatic tonic now this is different than poke root that really Mm. like pokes your lymphatic system in a really like ah, jarring way or um cleavers that's also another sort of lymphatic or burdock is a tonic meaning we can take it it's safe we can take it forever we can eat it it's food Mm -hmm. but burdock is nonetheless powerful um some people say that burdock takes a long time to work and what burdock revealed to me um was that actually burdock is about rhythm right it's about Mm -hmm. cycles it's about circulation Mm -hmm. burdock is known as a sort of blood clearing herb it was used by our ancestors experiencing things like um uh sexually transmitted viruses and diseases smallpox like burdock has been known as like an herb that cleanses but the way that it works uh the way that it supports the detoxification and elimination system of our body is through the gall bladder and the lymphatic system mm-hmm. um and what's powerful um is that it's interested in systems and cycles and what burdock actually needs and wants is regularity But regularity doesn't have to be time. Mm. It can also be increments of time. So if you want the powerful action of burdock, for example, yes, you can take it every day, twice a day for six months, Mm -hmm. but you can also take it every five minutes Mm. in an acute condition, right? And I have seen burdock work in an acute way, but it's about the rhythm, the cycle. It's like a heartbeat, right? Mm. Um, and so burdock in particular of all the roots, it's one who has a specific affinity for the digestion, assimilation of fat, mm. right? One of the ways that burdock clears our skin is by improving the distribution of fat, right? And supporting the clearing of substances from our lymphatic system. Lymphatic mm. system. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yeah. And so I learned that like while, you know, my liver is functioning fine, but my skin may get like cloudy. That's my lymphatic system, right? It's not mm. acne coming from the liver. It's cloudiness coming from my lymph being mm. too like thick, too full, too whatever. So burdock um, support sort of those systems of our body. Um, and it is a perfect, uh, accompaniment to dandelion, dandelion mm-hmm. holding down the liver, mm-hmm. burdock holding down the gallbladder, both of them working together so that we can not only make decisions, but execute plans. And mm-hmm. so spiritually, physio spiritually, because we don't believe, I don't believe that the spirit and the body are separate. Um, when we are experiencing blocks, mm-hmm. right? We can't move forward. Like we, we're feeling stuck, maybe even writer's blocks. Mm. We call in Brother Burdock. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Burdock is a, a way clearer. Literally. Mm. He is 
literally, not metaphorically, he's mm -hmm. literally clearing the way for us to move forward. Do we Ooh. get it? Um, wow. So burdock is such a power. I keep burdock in my medicine bag. Um, and burdock is the root that we're going to talk about that's richest in inulin. We mm. talked about it a little bit with dandelion. Mm -hmm. Burdock has the most. Uh, well, <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Chicory technically right. has the most, but I work with <laughs> Shout burdock. out to chicory, but Shout out you to know. chicory, but you know, <laughs> burdock is bay for me. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so that inulin and burdock, um, it's a prebiotic fiber for our probiotic microbes. So mm. folks like want to shift their microbiome, but they're just taking probiotics, but they don't understand the role. Like not only do you need different microbes in your body, but you have to figure out how to feed them. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. You got to feed the immigrants that you put into okay. your body and Period. you have to weave them into networks of belongingness with the settlers and the indigenous people that are already in your digestive system. Okay. Wow. And so by wow, what a them, metaphor. I don't play. You listen, Ooh. I don't play. This is actually literally how it is. We even yeah. use a language of colonization when we talk about the microbiome. We do. But we don't got to be colonizers, though. Hey. We can create new and more abundant and more happy worlds inside mm -hmm. of us and you know, outside of us. So burdock in its high inulin content is the food to feed all of those microbial communities and using it consistently. It's about consistency with burdock. Remember, mm. burdock said, you're going to be with me for six months before I tell you anything, Oof. right? Burdock loves consistency and teaches us through its richness and inulin to be consistent with our carbs. Mm. <laughs> mm -hmm. The That's people right. with the healthy microbiomes are foo-foo eaters, hey. right? Because they stay consistent with their carbs. Yep. Right. Inulin is a carbohydrate that feeds your microbes producing SCFAs, right? Short chain fatty acids, right? Who do all of this wonderful work. Remember the liver is sensitive to the flavor of sour, right? Mm. And so what's fascinating about burdock and it's high inulin content, um, especially if you harvest it in the fall, the way hey. that I like, because <laughs> we're going for <laughs> inulin. So we want burdock in the fall. You see, right. um, but uh, is that those, you feed the microbes, the microbes fart and poop and piss acid, the acid, the short chain fatty acids, the medium chain fatty acids, then migrate right to the liver to nourish the liver, to help the liver be more efficient, right? Mm -hmm. So none of, you know, when we think about the organs in our body, the physiological organs, mm -hmm. right? They're actually really close to each other. Yeah, <laughs> they're sitting right next to each other. So the, the short chain fatty acids that are coming from your gut, from the inulin, easily mm. <laughs> interface mm. with the physiological liver. They're right there. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And so the organs actually talk to each other, influence each other, but staying consistent, which is one of the lessons of Brother Burdock, right? Brother mm. Burdock tells us to be consistent, to be regular, right? to regulate, mm. right? Um, that's one of the ways that we can support healthy microbial sort of communities, healthy digestion and elimination. Wow. What a word for today's pod. 
well thank you for all that knowledge and experience and yeah sharing your love for brother burdock we i look love forward to also creating a relationship with burdock so hopefully you hear me and show up <laughs> burdock likes it damp I know. That's why I'm like, right now is the perfect time because it's been raining uh, forever. Uh. So maybe if I take a, a stroll, I saw some yellow duck. Shout out to next week. Yeah. Shout um, out to <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm like, I haven't seen burdock, but you know, we gonna see. We gonna see. And I love that there's a call in response to herbalism. Because mm-hmm. right? it works. Yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. You call that that plant that'll that will grow in your area, or right. but even if it doesn't grow in your area, you might happen to see it at the grocery store. I'm right. just saying, you gotta like be open to all the ways that God communicates. Because sometimes your friend will just rock up on you, be like, "Oh, I just had this tincture. This has happened several times. Mm. Other herbalists have given me tinctures of plants that I've been trying to call in." Because mm-hmm. the plant's like, mm, it's not my ecotone, sis, but right. I still want to be in relationship with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so yeah. they still show up. And so, yeah, uh, a lot of African-American herbalism is really based on faith. Mm. Really based on the faith that if you go into the forest and ask, mm-hmm. you will find what the exact thing that you need for yourself, your family, or the person you're trying to support. Mm. Um, and so like there is a there is a spirituality here there is a call and response there is a um a way of being that makes these plants show up makes them more available that helps you to find them when you need them that's beautiful babe yeah well i think it's a good time to step into our Fuji, auntie word of advice <laughs> um do you have anything on your spirit that you'd like to share with the folks um i'm thinking about heroic kind of traditions and i'm always trying to um understand the gift that they have to offer mm. um one of the gift of like patriarchy one of the gifts of heroism um is actually consistency Mm. like being able to be consistently hungry for 30 (laughs) days that is that's a feat right it's like don't break line like do the same thing heroic Mm -hmm. medicine you know in the ways that it shows up like maybe in like the scientific tradition it's it's always about like um sameness this idea of like balance right Mm -hmm. as if like there's the goal is no movement the goal Mm -hmm. is like no change right right and as a a female person female being as a woman um my body changes all bodies (laughs) change first of all but like right the impact of being a menstruating woman is like those swings are okay right it's like you're bleeding you're not you're preparing it's like it's so much change my body is shrinking and growing and shrinking and growing Mm -hmm. um and so you know one of my bougie auntie words of advice um for me it's had to be like self-acceptance of my capricious nature 
Mm. like self-acceptance that I changed my mind a lot. Yeah. Like self-acceptance that like I, I hurt myself when I do the same thing every day. Mm. Right. Self-acceptance that like my nature is to be fluid. My nature is to shift and to change, but also within that self-acceptance, I'm curious if we can find a place of creating the structures that we need to fortify our health and well-being. Mm. Like how can we lean on the lessons of Bert, brother Burdock about consistency? Mm. Consistency doesn't mean you do the same thing every day. Mm-hmm. Consistency can mean you do the same thing every week. Mm. You do the same thing every year, right? Mm. That you apprentice with the same herbs, the same seasons, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the things that I want us to, um, one of my bougie auntie words of advice is how can we um, bring together consistency and fluidity um, mm. in the way that we work with our health? Mm-hmm. Maybe running every day is raggedy. Oof. It's raggedy. It's not great. Yeah. It's, it's hard actually, on your knees, y'all. It's hard on your knees. It's not, it's not actually great, but people like having that standard but what if the standard was just movement at the same time each day Mm. and that way you can just flex it out flip it up you run every Monday right you yoga every Tuesday right and and Mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I want us to to do is break with pattern by creating pattern Mm. um and that's that's my bougie auntie word of advice I love oh I love that so much I was thinking about uh movement routine that works best for me is two times a day but varied Mm -hmm. so I'm like whatever you want to do but twice a day (laughs) and so I'm like oh okay what do I want to do this time oh I want to do yoga oh I want to do the workouts workout yes um you know what I just kind of want to stretch to this podcast that I want to listen to so that has been really consistent um, for me. And it's varied. <laughs> I have choice as to what I do, but I need to have it at these certain times of day because, you know, I'd be working at the house and I don't like to leave. So I got to move my body. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that. I really, really like that. And it really works for me. So try it on if it works for you. Mm-hmm. And also, I would like to say, I was thinking about, you know, as you were talking about how you don't um, separate the spiritual from the body. And I was like, honestly, I think a lot of these religions don't either because they all have practices that involve the body Uh to like feel the spiritual thing. Uh So that's why you're fasting, because when you're fasting, you're longing for whatever it is that y'all are praying about or um, reflecting on. Like, it's like a it's a very like present um, or a ritual that makes you present. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, I'm also thinking about like baptism, how baptism is an outer expression of what's happening inside. Like Mm -hmm. you're saying that, oh, you are, I don't know, people get baptized for varying reasons, but um, I'm showing on the outside what's happening inside. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that it's true that 
most religions don't but i think where you get fucked up is when you do try to separate the two because we're not the we're not separate and you're not going to be present if you separate them Hmm. so i really appreciate the practices um the rituals that make sure that like your spirituality is in line with your body even Hmm. though i might not take those things on I, so. I hear that and I'm thinking about the use of incense. Yes. Right? Like, and I, I, my favorite things that you've shared with me about, like, you know, the rituals of like eating the wine <laughs> and the good bread. And, um, that was and, the most beautiful class ever. And I want to say that, like, those are the, the those are the spiritual practices that I want to go to. Yeah. Right. Like um, <laughs> uh, my my Jewish beloveds are inviting me to there and I'm like, yep, because there's always food and you get to yep, taste period. different things, <laughs> yeah. mm, the wine, the candle like I want, mm-hmm. you know, the ones that are more embodied. Those right. are the ones that I relate to. And my my biggest issue is always like saying the body is somehow a barrier to right. God, like saying that the natural things like sex and bleeding and sleep, like that these are somehow a, a barrier between you and the divine. Mm-hmm. But as you name simultaneously, they're using the body. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm like. <laughs> to get you to connect. So it's, right. so you're so right about that, honestly. Like, yeah, you're so, thank you for bringing up that point and helping me to be even more open in my acceptance of difference as I try to figure out like yeah the thing is so and it's sharpening your discernment it is because it's really not the things if your body isn't connected that's right you can (laughs) that's how you know it's raggedy that's right that's why you gotta stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down and stand up and sit down that's why you gotta like exercise that throat chakra that's why the Mm -hmm. most engaging practices of spirituality are the ones that have you singing and dancing and catching the ghost yep right because they are embodied Yep. Um, so yeah. So I'm wondering <laughs> what your bougie auntie word of advice is, sweet sis. Ooh, well, um, I was thinking about that the whole time. But um <laughs> I would say bougie auntie word of advice is maybe, yeah, maybe take on a ritual. Mm. Um speaking of which. Um, in my yoga meditation class um, shout out to Mars um, sending love to Mars who is in Mexico currently because his abuelita passed and um, so he's spending time with them with his family out there in his family home in Guadalajara and so sending love to him but um, yeah so in my meditation class um we are doing the soha mantra and it's like the the mantra of breathing like the sound of breathing so it's like so and just like focusing on that like has kept me really present and so i'm wondering if there are some rituals and practices that y'all do that doesn't it doesn't necessarily have to be meditation or any sort of uh, ritual connected to spirituality but like what are some of those practices that you can take on to make sure that you feel embodied I don't know maybe you go outside and skip go outside and do cartwheels like cook I don't know like what makes you feel like you're in your body 
So I want to invite y'all to take on one of those embodiment practices this week and uh, see what it's like. Let us know. Shoot us a DM. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's what I got. Yes. Thank you. Shout out to you. the bodies. We love the bodies, <laughs> y'all. We really yeah. love them. And speaking of all the bodies, thank y'all to all the bodies who are supporting us in all the ways, <laughs> um, whether you're following us on the social media, whether you are supporting us on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Petty Herbalist to support the podcast, like I said on the last one. We need more patrons, y'all. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, and I'll post more. I promise. We're working on it. Um, actually, me and Asia are gonna work on some real cool, so we too can be more consistent. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's that. And then those of y'all who are supporting Patreon.com/slash Bones Bugs and Botany, y'all got y'all's newsletter. You're getting your things you're getting your access to the spring herbal immersion which i'm really excited about <laughs> um so yeah you get your things um supporting um both folks mm -hmm. and um yeah asia do you have any um other things that y'all you want to invite people to or announce <laughs> No, I what I really want to invite, um, we did a lot of shout outs and invitations last uh, episode. But what I really want to invite was I went to the Spotify, the Spotify hey. fizzle for shizzle. Uh -huh. And there were 25 reviews. Hey, we have like a 4.9 rating. With 25 hey. reviews. And that's what I want to invite you to do is like, give your girls some review. Like, we it's so great. We deserve. We love it. It helps us. Um, <laughs> if you like enjoy this pod, like give us a shout out on, um, you know, a Spotify review, uh, and that would make me really happy. So that's. that's oh, we what do I want. have twenty five reviews. Damn, that's cool. How do I find it? <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, we'll so do yeah, that like go ahead. Just go on ahead. Um, use your body to review us. Period. <laughs> Um, and always like all the ways that you use your body, right? All the ways that like you gather the knowledge, even if it's not in a cycle of reciprocity, like you giving yourself is giving medicine to yourself is also you giving medicine to us, mm. right? Like our, we, we extend like the love, the health, the wellness out. Mm -hmm. Um, and we want you to use it, to challenge it, to question it, to, to think on it, to try it on, to not try it on, to contest it. We mm -hmm. want you to engage, right? Um, yeah. and, and that engagement in and of itself creates a world of more critical, more loving, more healthy, more whole people. Um, yeah. So I just want to thank you all for the love that you give us monetarily. You're listening. Um, your reviews, especially. Okay. Um, yep. <laughs> and and how much it supports our life ways and our life work. Hey. Yes. Thank you so much. And I hope y'all have an amazing day and an amazing week. And we'll see y'all next week. But first, we always want to remind y'all to always stay ready and be petty. <laughs> Bye. Bye.